Your time now, 10.33. Now, you know, people always send you books and they say, read my book. Um, I want you to please to do a review on it. And I'm going, okay, I'll get to it eventually, right? And they send you the book. But for the first time in a long time, I was shopping <laughs> this weekend. And I went into a bookstore and I said to this, this young lady out there, listen, I'm looking for the billionaire mindset by Daniel Strauss. And, uh, and I was just explaining to her what, what a cool, cool dude he actually is. I mean, I've, you know, Daniel Strauss is someone who I've met before, but I actually got to know him through his wife, right? Um, we all know Roland Strauss, and I had the pleasure and the privilege of being a Miss South Africa judge when she first um, you know, try to vie for the Miss Essay title. But because of some stupid question that someone put to her, um, it didn't go according to plan. And as judges, we had a, a right royal fight. And at the time, I was going, Roland should be winning <laughs> this. Right. And then uh, I, I, we, we reached out to her, myself and, and, and uh, Professor Jonathan Jansen as well. And uh, I said, listen, I'd like to assist you, you know, moving forward. Um, you know, I stopped being a Miss SA judge. And to my delight, my absolute delight, she, of course, won Miss South Africa. And she was the one Miss SA contestant. Not, not that there weren't others, but she really stood out. You know, not, she's not a poppy, as it were. You know, people have this perception she is a grounded, amazing, down-to-earth individual who, through really tough times, had to do her medical degree, which she finally finished. And I was at an event once, and this dude came up to me, and he says, Hi, I'm Daniel Strauss, and we had this chat, and, and then I obviously figured out the link. And I've been following Daniel on, on, on LinkedIn for, for a long time and have always enjoyed his insights. Um, an accomplished entrepreneur, a small town boy, who now joins you. Daniel, what a pleasure having you on the show, man. Uh, Kino, thank you, and thanks so much for the wonderful introduction. No, no, it's an absolute pleasure. I mean, I, you know, I, 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 with my ADD, I don't remember many people all the time, but you, I did. <laughs> We had such a, such a like we had we had such a like a chat, and 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 this discussion today really is about you, your journey, and this book I see as as you giving back. You know, because you were given quite a lot through your relationships with other people, the insights that you've gained and garnered. So. But but let me not put the words in your mouth. Let's talk about the billionaire mindset and why you decided to write this book. Thanks, Kino. Yeah, there's, there's essentially two reasons. And the first reason is um, I realized that I, I really went through a lot to gain this knowledge. I mean, I had to travel mm -hmm. around the world, beg people to teach me things. And then I realized I have two boys. Mm -hmm. What if a bus hits me tomorrow and nobody would be able to tell them these things that I've spent so much time and money and effort to, to find. Mm. And then also um, part of our job as venture capitalists are that we sit around the table, Wayne and I, and then people would pitch us. And I realized that 
the vast majority of the pitches are just not up there. It's not due to a lack of intelligence or due to a lack of trying or whatever. It's just that the mindset of our entrepreneurial ecosystem is about 20 to 30 years behind the rest of the world. And I can't go and sit with every entrepreneur and teach them all these things. So I thought, let me give them a book. And then when they have read it and they come back, they'll be in a much better position to be ready for funding and to grow their businesses going forward. I mean, it is, and I'm just obviously you're looking at the Reich van Nikark for MoneyWeb, saying that this is an excellent roadmap for success that will benefit all entrepreneurs, right? And it's exactly that. But let's let's start this journey before we start. You know, before I ask you about advice and pitching and all of that, <laughs> right? I want to talk about your story because it's not like you were born into billions, right? Um, I mean, you come from a clan dorpy. And you've worked your way up. Just tell us your story. And let's start off with where you grew up. And, you know, I mean, you've moved. Obviously, the book details this as well, the engineering career. Um, your East meets West, I was fascinated by as well. So let's let's tell a little bit of the Daniel Strauss story. So I grew up in Camus in the Northern Cape, a very small town. I always wanted to go to a big school, uh, but I couldn't. And my father is the youngest of nine children, um, farmer. He worked extremely hard, still works extremely hard. And he didn't have any rich friends. So he couldn't introduce me to any of these people. So after I studied engineering at Stellenbosch and then I, I did MBA as well later on, mm. I went to apply for jobs at each of these, let's say, billionaire companies. And I just wanted to be close to anyone who can teach me anything. But I mean, it's quite a close knit community. I couldn't find a job there. I couldn't get in. Um, and I really just wanted to learn. And then gratefully, when I was 29 years old, I met an extremely wise and kind man from Southeast Asia, mm. who was willing to take me under his wing. And for four years, I traveled with him around the world where he was sitting in various investor meetings, doing speeches internationally, growing companies. Mm. And he taught me every single thing he knew about um, investment and venture capital at that stage. And it just opened my mind to an entirely new world. And then a lot of people think that, Daniel, you're so ambitious. Why do you want to do this? Is something chasing you? And I said, no, nothing is chasing me. I just feel like I have an obligation to reach my full potential Absolutely. to show my gratitude to this guy who went out of his way to teach me everything he knew. So, so, so essentially this book. And, and and this is not a PR spiel, right? I've uh, phoned Daniel. I said to him, listen, I haven't spoken to you uh, since Van Rivik arrived. And I'd, I'd really love to talk to you about this book because I only send messages on LinkedIn and, and et cetera. Because this book, in, in my estimation, would save people a hell of a lot of money. Um, almost gives them and I think does give them the access to the insights that you gained out of a very, very – how does one put this valuable relationship that you've built, a relationship of trust between yourself 
and this investor from Southeast Asia. Would you say that this book is an encapsulation of that whole experience that you've had? Yes, that is what I, how I would put it. But also, I try to to make it as understandable as possible. Oh yes, because in yeah. a lot a lot of people in the investment industry, in my view, they overcomplicate things to make it sound mm. more difficult than it actually is. So I try to make it as simple as possible without oversimplifying it. And I think that was one of the biggest challenge while writing the book. Yeah, so we'll we'll talk about you know some of the highlights. Like I say, I never like giving away what's in a book because then why would people want to buy it? <laughs> so um, it is a great read, by the way, and it's very accessible, which is what I like about this book as well. Um, the, the one thing I've always railed against on air, people using these highfalutin words, and I mean, you keep people out of the conversation. And there's nothing wrong with using big words, but when you start using jargon over and over and over again, you really exclude people. But if you can explain concepts and principles in an accessible way, which I think you've done a, a brilliant job of in this book, then I think it's really then about inclusion, and, and, and that to me is key. So I, I want to just talk a little bit about yourself, Rolin. Um, you know, you, you talk about the Miss Strauss um, who would become Mrs. Strauss. That, that, that's because if I, I, I happen to know both of you. Um, I know Rolin a little better, but I can't think of two people, right, that are so evenly matched. You let all be your footer plat up order. You know, you you both have had these um, ambitions and you've chased them down and you're living them at the moment. So let's talk a little bit about that relationship. I think one thing that I do need to say here mm. is that she's making me a better person. Mm. She is an absolute angel. I'm so grateful for her in my life. So to be honest, um. I'm learning every day. So, yeah, we're still on this journey. I think a lot of people, it may seem like like we have reached a lot of success, but to, mm. to the two of us, we, we constantly sit down and say, well, we're still on this journey and we still need to take other people on this journey with us as well. I love it. I love it. So, so, so let, let, let's, Daniel, talk a little bit about, I want to get into the business side of things, right? There are lots of people who've got big, big, big ideas, and, and, and there are other people who have ideas, and they're thinking a lot smaller. But when you're approaching someone such as yourself, a venture capitalist, a person who's got to put money in, you're not just putting money in the business. You're also giving um, you know, people access to the knowledge that you've gained. You're giving them access to market. Um, what, what, what are the key lessons that you've learnt when it comes to – the entrepreneurs that, that, that you do give a lot of time to when it comes to being a VC? Okay, you know, um, I stated in the book as well that Wayne mm. and I started Stocks and Strauss in 2013. Yeah. And we started with almost nothing. Um, we didn't inherit anything. Nobody gave us anything. So mm. initially we started by going to companies and say, you know what, we will help you to grow your company um, and instead of paying us a consulting fee by the hour if we reach certain milestones then you pay us with shareholding in your company sweat equity I so love it. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, so we went through the blood, sweat and tears with these entrepreneurs working in a lot of these companies. Yeah. And then, I don't know if you call it luck, mm. um, but we, we did really well with a few. And then we were able to sell those shares at a much higher valuation. And then we had some capital to start investing. Mm. And that's really how our journey started. So we've learned through the hard way. And I think that that also puts us in a better position to firstly be very empathetic yeah. with the people pitching us because we have been through it ourselves. Mm. But then also to, to see through the noise and to realize when, when things have a probability to work and when not. Mm. I think they say the most successful people don't create luck. They create an environment where the probability of luck is increased. Absolutely. And that's all we want to do is to increase the probability of success of these young companies that we help to grow. An absolute legend. He doesn't, I'm sure he doesn't like being called that, but Daniel Strauss, our guest, you have to get this book if you're into entrepreneurship. Um, I've read many books, many, many big names, and I'm busy going through this one. I haven't finished it yet. <laughs> I'm going through, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much almost done with it. But um, it is it is a phenomenal book. I'm not going to give you too much about the contents itself. I, I really want you to go on to this journey of discovery um, when you get the book. Um, it's called The Billionaire Mindset, Secrets of a Successful South African entrepreneur. Um, I mean, I, pay, I paid two ninety for it, so it's not it's, it's not even an expensive book. But I promise you, the value that you're going to get out of this is going to be uh, beyond measure. Not if, if for anything, it is so accessible, and that is what I absolutely love about it. Um, you know, what you see is what you get. These are deep insights. He takes you into a boardroom where people are busy doing presentations. And at the time, then, Daniel, you, you, Daniel, you, were, you were sitting there and you, <laughs> I'm sure your eyes glossed over. And then um, the, 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 the mentor explained to you what was happening in that boardroom. Because at one stage, you didn't know too much, as you said right at the beginning, about what was happening there. But the fact that you've gone on this journey has given you what we now have access to. Just take, take me through the first time you sat in a boardroom uh, with your mentor. Yes, but I think one of the main reasons I really struggled to understand what was going on is everybody was speaking Mandarin. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to mention that. Yes. Yeah. So to, to, to take me through your through your through your through your first time in a boardroom surrounded by all of these people and and um, you know despite the Mandarin and everything else that might have gone along with that, what you've learned. I think we've lost Daniel. We'll try and get Daniel back. Daniel Strauss, of course, the author behind The Billionaire Mindset, a phenomenal book. It is 11 minutes to 11. Um, so coming when we return, picking our discussion with now author Daniel Strauss, um, the man behind The Billionaire Mindset, telling you his story about how he grew up in Camus, a little town. His parents you know, weren't rich. Uh, they didn't inherit. He didn't inherit a lot of money, but he went on this journey. He was hungry to understand business, entrepreneurship, success, how one actually scales these businesses. And it's um, a mentor from Southeast Asia that said, come with me, travel with me, and I will teach you. 
almost like, I don't know, um, I don't know, like Mr. Miyagi, for example. I, I always remember the Karate Kid and the relationship between the Karate Kid and Mr. Miyagi and how he taught him and how that experience. It's one of my, my favorite movies. Uh, I wouldn't say of all time, but it's one of the movies I always go back to. I always watch it. Um, and it's just to see that relationship grow. Now, Daniel, the one thing you you do talk about in this in this book is people who think above the line and below the line. So so just give us a, a broad brush. Don't give too much detail, but just a because I want people to go and read it. Um, just give us a, a, a broader insight into the above the line versus below the line thinking. Because you're saying that in order to be infinitely successful, you need to think like a shareholder, right? You need to think above the line. So just get some insights into that. Thanks, Kino. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to go into too much detail. It's yeah. quite a, a, a big concept. Yes, it is. But what I will do is that when entrepreneurs pitch us and when we invest in their businesses, they normally go through this progression we will talk about level one thinking is where you're focused on the products and the services, you're focused on the short term and on intermittent revenue. That's normally where entrepreneurs start out. Then as they grow, they become more focused on turning these products and services into systems. They start thinking medium term and more about recurring revenue. And there's a lot of entrepreneurs on these two levels in South Africa. But we need to break them through that line mm. that we talk about, to think above the line. And that is, a, how is shareholder value created in your industry? Mm. And are you capturing the value that you are creating? You have to start thinking long term. And how do you turn these products, services and systems into a financial instrument mm. that is attractive for an investor to buy? So what will you say to people who then go, okay, everybody talks about shareholder value, right? But the most important value that you need to look at building is the the value you create for the customer who is going to buy this, understanding that customer, making sure that, you know, from an empathetic point of view, um, you know, you've got your finger on the pulse. And if you're doing this across territories, it's not a one-size-fits-all, but the customer indeed is king and shareholder value will follow. Yes, so if you can solve a problem for someone yeah. in a very good way and they're willing to pay you for that, mm. then you must just learn how to capture that value yeah. as well. And that is where above-the-line ah, thinking comes because a lot you. of people, they solve the problems, the customers are happy but they don't know how to capture this value mm. in order to make it attractive for an investor or a, you know, to invest in these companies. Now, you, you also talk about skin in the game when it comes to, 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 to growing this particular business, right? Um, and you mention armies of management consultants who charge, <laughs> we know them, right, um, who charge a hell of a lot of money. Um, I mean, what is the lessons to be learnt when it comes to skin in the game itself? Yeah, I don't know if I can say this on air, but my mentor always spoke about <laughs> consultants. <laughs> <laughs> the ones are those, are those the ones who walk into your business they ask you for your watch they tell you the time they charge for it and then they don't give you your watch back 
no, no. It's, we're actually just joking. Now. I know we are. So we many, are. <laughs> so many professional service providers who add so much value. Yeah. But we must always be cognizant of why they are doing what they are doing. My mentor always used to joke to say that every consultant report ends with this same paragraph, and that is that this problem is almost solved, and the way in which it can really be solved is it just needs some more consulting. So, so it's just be cognizant of why people, and that's why Wayne and myself is, is we decided to come in and say, you know what, we have skin in the game. We will only make money from this business if the entrepreneur makes much more money than we do. Yeah. And that's why we went the shareholder route rather than the hourly consulting rate route. Absolutely. How do you then sustain yourselves? See, so if you, because the other lesson that you learned in order to keep your business going, um, you know, cash flow is king, right? And sometimes no, these, turn, no. these turnarounds take, um, and, and, and getting the traction could take months or even a year or two. Yeah, so that was a very, very difficult time in my life. I mean, we we didn't have have much cash, and here I was dating a Miss South Africa. Mm. So <laughs> I was building a business. So I would definitely, if I can choose again, I would do it the other way around. Mm. I would st first start my own cash flow positive business, mm. build it up to a certain point then replace myself with a, a very good CEO mm -hmm. and then I would go and do what I've been doing. I, but the thing is, mm. our first deal, what we did was um, about 10 months after we um, took up shareholding and we added significant value to a company, yeah. someone came in and they bought our shares for millions. Yeah. And that really quickly um, increased our value and our sustainability Brilliant. significantly. So if that didn't happen, I think we, we would have needed to change our business model quite soon. But we were just grateful that it happened so quickly. Uh, Daniel, I want to thank you so much for your time. We have run out of time. It was, what, 25 minutes already. Um, but, I mean, you're an awesome human being. Um, you know, as I said, you encourage and inspire a lot of people. And I'm telling people to go and get this book because you will not regret it. You'll go back to the book to get some insights again if you need to remind yourself about the type of thinking that you need to employ. So The Billionaire Mindset by Daniel Strauss. And uh, now that I'm leaving, Daniel, I'm going to come and bother you. I want to come and sit in some of your boardrooms and see what you do. <laughs> you must. And thanks so much. You've been too kind today. I appreciate it so much. Uh, you know, and I'm looking forward to see you soon for a coffee. It'll be lekker. Looking forward to it as well, Daniel. Daniel Strauss there, the man behind Stocks and Strauss, but also the book The Billionaire Mindset.